A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello Egg Chasers, it's the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously, and here we are to dissect another weekend of domestic rugby, talk about the week in rugby, look ahead to a big weekend of European rugby, and all of it from the comfort of the renovated, I don't know how how you would describe this, remodelled, remodelled rugby dungeon, which you will be able to see if you are watching on social media, we're at Rugby Podcast on Twitter, Uh, we're uh, on Facebook, and... Everywhere else. We're not on TikTok. We haven't got on board that train. No, do you know why? Why I'm not on, on Sorry, TikTok? That's JB. Oh, yeah. Hi, Tim. That's Phil. Hello, Tim. Yeah, the reason I'm not on TikTok is because the first time I came across TikTok was on YouTube and it has the creepiest set of adverts. Basically, men that look like they're in their 30s flirting with girls that look like they're 14. <laughs> it is so creepy. It's that, like the creepiest social network I've, I've ever come across. Are you sure that wasn't specifically targeted for you? Oh, God, it might have been. <laughs> it does do these things. I need to put these books down. JB, are you all right there? You look You look like you're... Um, JB looks like he's reclining on a little well, chaise chair, like you're about to be <laughs> drawn. Like, or fed grapes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> One of you could feed me grapes. That would be fantastic. Um, are you feeling okay today, JB? Uh, I'm a little bit groggy, but generally speaking, I've been worse. I've been worse. Yes, we've and recorded in much worse states, haven't we? Yes, and how are you fe- feeling, feeling today, Phil? Uh, I'm okay now. I feel much better. I went round to my parents this evening for a, a good Sunday roast, so I feel much better after that. Ah, I've been a, a little groggy also. I'm devastated having lost my fancy rugby draft matchup. That's three defeats in a row. My season is in tatters. Um, I know how Leicester Tigers fans feel. <laughs> yeah, poor old Leicester. Sorry, poor old Leicester Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> JB is really struggling. Uh, it's like it's the got live. He's got to do more than two things at once. Uh, it's like the live pod all over again. It is. Oh, no. <laughs> You're right, mate. Yeah, it's just a, there's a big thing over Phil's head on the Mevo, so you so, so you can't see his wonderful face. Anyway, it's fine now. We're done. I, I feel okay. I feel like you should move the microphone into a position so you can sit. Like, I'm fine. You're right. I, I'm, I'm <laughs> you are hiding your face from the camera as well. That's fine. Don't you worry about my I'll face. Call, I'll call the chiropractor, get him, get him ready for after the pod. Right, let's, <laughs> let's go on with this. We've got lots to talk about, but just um, rattling through some of the rugby news of the week. Firstly, I, I'm, I'm going to start the podcast with this. Have you seen the Canterbury Crusaders changed logo? <laughs> no. Please. You haven't seen no, it? No, no, I honestly haven't. Genuinely haven't no, seen honestly. it? No, honestly. Oh, they're, yes. They're rebrand. Don't say anything and let's see what JB sees when he looks at it. Okay, let's see if I can get it up now. Get, get a picture up now. So yeah, Canterbury Crusaders are—they're still going to be called Crusaders. Okay, but they—they've changed their logo as they suggested <laughs> they might do from the uh, sword-wielding Christian. Yeah, whatever. It, well, it, I don't even know. It, it doesn't matter. Whatever it was. Whatever it was. The knights. The knights. Yeah. 
Um, now, now they've changed it. So if you haven't seen it, have a look, have a look online. But Phil's about to show JB the rebrand. There you go. Uh, say what you see. I I don't know what it is. I can't even. Just can I just keep looking? Say what at you see. To get, 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 I mean, so just say what you see. So part of me thinks it looks like two flexing arms. Yes, it does look a it bit does. like a flexing arm. Oh, God! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, it looks something... Two, like two baby's arms. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Goodness me! Have you ever heard the term docking? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you know what? It took me a little while to, have a, to actually... That, um, th- that's, that's stunning and brave. It's wonderful. So I take it the Crusaders are now on a, a social crusade rather than, you know, going to actually play any rugby. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, we've got rainbow laces in the Northern Hemisphere. Good, the absolutely. Crusaders have got their rebrand. Oh, of course it was Rainbow Laces Week. It was. Yeah, it was. Um, but yeah, that's, that's quite some logo from Canterbury Crusaders. And, and it's been... Everyone has spotted what we all spotted... It's, How? It, it seems like everyone but the, the marketing team and the Canterbury Crusaders. Um. <laughs> you do wonder, though, if these marketers are sort of like playing Donald, Stump, Donald Trump-style 3D chess. Of like they're, per, they're almost like trolling us. So we start talking about it and then... the re- but It doesn't mean... It doesn't look like anything. It's, it's meant to be a C, is it? Is, is it? Oh, what is do you it think C? it is? Uh, what do you even I'd, think it is? I just assumed it was... It had some link to a tribal. Type I thought it was tribal ta- tattoo, but I, I have no idea. I'm not sure I'd want it tattooed on me though. No. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, well done, Crusaders. Well done. Uh, another yeah. big bit of news, a bit closer to home, is that we, we're going to have one of the best players on earth in the Gallagher Premiership next season, Semi Radrada, the signing of yes. Bristol Bears. Interesting, it's isn't it? Big. So I, I think this is a quality, quality signing. I don't understand how they managed to sign him. I mean, what I mean by that is, why is he not already snapped up on mega money forever? So he is on mega money because he moved away from Toulon. He, and then pra- well, he went from rugby league to Toulon, then Toulon to... Uh, uh, where's he at? Uh, I want to say Bordeaux. Yeah, I thought that rings a bell. And Yeah, I'm not actually sure. No, I'm not totally sure where he's playing right now. But I just don't really understand yeah, how Bordeaux. this works. It is Bordeaux. I don't really understand how it works. So like he, he will be on mega money at Bordeaux. And why did Bordeaux let it get to this? Well, so one of the things that was referenced uh, by Pat Lamb himself was the time that he spent with Radrada when he was coaching bar- the Barbarians and Radrada was playing for the Barbarians. So I assume there is something of that link. The two work with each other. Yeah. They know how each other works, and that f- obviously flows both ways. Pat Lamb referenced how how much of a model professional he was, yeah. how hard he trained, and all the rest of it. So, but Radrada knows how Pat Lamb works, so that will be a draw. So I think what Pat Lamb has over everyone else is obviously his um, his heritage. So when he's looking to sign these lads um, like Radrada, I think there's a, an extra layer of trust there that he he understands them. They they understand him. He's held in enormous respect. I mean, if you're going to sign someone like Adrada, there's probably no better man to have in your corner than uh, than Pat Lamb. Yeah, yeah, and you can you can see they did some um, really good videos over the summer. Bristol Bears talking about the cult, culture, 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 which can be used to um, just stupid ends, mm. but. In the t- in the case of Bristol Bears, showing the togetherness of that team, and they are. I mean, I mean, I think Bristol Bears at the moment are probably probably one of the most remarkable teams in in the Premiership. The way that they play, the, you know, their yeah. attendances, their signings, the ambition. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty special club actually. And Radrada is 
he is box office. He is. I mean, him <laughs> and Piatau in the same team. Piatau, who ran for 200 metres today. Yes. And yeah. his brother. And his brother's an absolute legend too. Yeah. His brother, in terms of the leadership, yeah. there, is really, really important. Him, Chris Vui, Lua Tua, Afoa, all of those guys are so important to the way that club is, is working at the moment. And all good young Bristolians, which we must remember. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, that, that was... He's quite interesting. I don't know if you read the transcript of the Pat Lamb interview. <laughs> yeah. yeah, when Pat Lamb vocif- vociferously defending his squad when he was asked about salary cap or how are you managing to get these players under the salary cap, at which point he reeled off a long, long list of long. players. Very long list of players that he... <laughs> these lads are worthless. Yeah. <laughs> what don't you get? <laughs> Um, it was a big long list of why Pat Lamb's amazing, really. It was. It, it is amazing. But it it did a couple of things. It did almost discredit the <laughs> 15 or so players that yeah. he picked up because going for pennies, it, it, no one wanted him. He was rubbish. I, I saved him. Did he pick up on your concussion boys? Uh, so he said, I've got, got 20 concussion boys yeah, was, in my yeah. squad. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> other teams' concussion boys are my stars. That's what he said. But it, it also... It showed how many he's picked up from um, clubs where they, were, they weren't doing much, but it shows how few people actually over the last few years have come through the Bristol ranks compared to some teams. So that's something that they do need to correct. Yeah. Um, particularly, particularly if they want to keep balancing the books. Correct. If yeah. other players. But, I mean, they do have. I mean, yeah, we just listed all their superstars there, and they are superstars, but they have some real good lads. Like, you know, a, a great one would be Dan Thomas, not really wanted by Gloucester. Absolutely electric for Bristol. Um, Rand- I-, I love Randall. I think he's a he's a cracking player. Was he released by Tigers? Hi Randall. I don't know. I think Hi Randall was. Just he's called Harry. Um, um, yeah. And Scrum <laughs> that's yeah. Uh, is, is Harry Thacker. Is Harry Randall not a Brist- Bristol lad? I thought he's either been released by Academy. Gloucester or Leicester. Is my feeling because he's too small. And I'm sure it's Leicester. They just said he's too small. And he, well, he's a scrum off. I mean. He is small. Yeah. How big do you need to be to play scrum off? Yeah, exactly. Look at Faf. So it's re- really exciting stuff. And if you were a player who's going to be out of contract next summer at one of uh, the struggling, ailing English clubs, which we'll get onto in a minute, Leicester or Wasps or something. Yeah. Y- y- I mean, you'd be thinking, I hope after January the 1st, when the only point at which contract negotiations for next season can start Absolutely. happening. Absolutely. Yeah. You'd think, I hope on January the 1st, I might be able to have a productive conversation with Pat Lamb. Yes. Yeah, Definitely. well, I mean, they must be nearly spent up. I mean, I think a lot of... He says he's well under the cap. Oh, does he? Mm. Well, I've got a feeling that he might be. He might have his eye on a certain fly-off. That's that, That's what I feel. Anyone you can share? Yeah, um, George Ford. And really? let me explain I mean, that's, this. That's just, that's just putting jigsaw pieces together yes, in exactly a logical fashion. So I'm going to put, put pen's paper on this next week. Put it on the board. We, in, in, if, you, if, you're watching, if you're watching, we have a whiteboard. Uh-oh. We have a whiteboard. Wiped clean... Clearly in view, and if you want to put something up on the whiteboard for the first time, say George Ford will be a Bristol Bear next season. Oh, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying. Yeah, this is. I'm this, not saying no, I know uh, this. I'm saying that would of, make a lot of sense. Well, it would. I mean, we'll talk about that later because obviously we have to talk about that in conjunction with Leicester Tigers. Um, but yeah, I, I, it does sort of make sense. Hmm. Interesting. So, other bits of news. Uh, another name. We don't need to spend long on this one, but um, Peak Tio. <laughs> probably not going to be reached now when Pete Tio was reached when he played for the Lions he's now yes. going to be playing for the Sunwolves yes wow yeah. wow when did this happen it got announced middle of last week why don't two long ones him uh, he was only there as a World Cup joker wasn't he hmm 
Yeah. So he hadn't re-signed in England. Uh, he was aiming to sign somewhere that's, after that's the World you know, Cup. And but, well, I mean, think about it in terms of Ben Teo and what he likes to do. Playing for the Sunwolves is the route to playing the the minimum amount of club rugby. Yeah, I'm. I still really want to find out what happened with him and Mike Brown. So I I don't think I think it was blown out of proportion because it was a, a good story and it it was closely followed by both of those two being released from the England camp. I actually think no, I I, I don't think that was the reason why they were released. I think they were both kind of players on the periphery anyway. There was a headline on one side, they were released separately. But just on you know just on that, I mean Eddie actually deserves credit now because he got to the World Cup final. It's very hard to criticize him. But Ben Taylor has just proved himself really not to be interested much in, Eng- in English rugby. <laughs> he came over to Bristol, didn't do anything uh, for them. Worcester. Sorry, Worcester. Uh, played a handful of games for England. I, I mean, it just feels like, looking back at it, it's a wasted England place. Yeah, but... He did it's, well. He it's did well of, when he played. And he, he, Mind he, you, he did make the he Lions. Made, he, he made the Lions so, yeah. play, yeah. and he did really well for the Lions. He did he, too well for he Worcester. Made, he made the Lions, and um, the position, what he offered at the time he was offering it, was different to what anyone else was offering. Mm. There was there was so he's he's a, he's a very similar player to Manu. Manu was unavailable for a lot of the time that he got his caps and there were very few alternatives. Out, look, look, outstanding player and yeah. Absolutely outstanding talent and he did really well and you could like you could say he whether you say he made the most of his talent possibly not but I think part of that is there the, are, there are some players and we've all played with them there are some players who will Put themselves back together somehow, and against all the odds, get out on the pitch again the following Saturday when they've been battered. And there are other players, who, yes, who, who get a little twinge. And they're like, I don't feel. I've right. got a long. I, I don't feel right. I'm not going to play. I've got a long list of those. And and you know what? Maybe we shouldn't knock the guys that are in the latter camp. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it depends. Or, or we can praise the people in in the other camp. Uh, do you know, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it, it goes both ways because I know lads that will play with niggles where other lads won't. So the lads that don't play don't get the credit for not you know manning up and getting through it. But the ones that do play. When they have the bad performance, they think, "Well, you know, I wasn't 100 percent fit." So it's hard to it's, it's hard to balance that because they all want the idea that they're they, you know they're super hard men, and on the other hand, they need to perform. Mm. Uh, uh, other, other news: Conor O'Shea, uh, his role at the RFU was announced. He's the performance director, taken over from Nigel Melville, meaning he's got day-to-day management of players, coaches, and match officials, all pathways: men's, women's, sevens. Good bloke. 15s. Good, uh, good bloke. Good job. They they seem to match well. I, I like it. Yeah. And it, from my understanding, Melville and Eddie Jones, there was, I'm sure the two of them um, come into or came into contact with each other, but there was no kind of direct mm. reporting or control from Melville over Jones. So I can't see that would change anything with the England mm. elite men's setup. What is the crack at the moment with the England elite men's setup and their coaches? There's three of them left, right? Yeah, what's his name is left? Wise Mantle. has gone. Gone. Borthwick is sort of sort of going. Yeah. Going he's, gone. He's there at the moment. Hatley's gone. Hatley's gone to uh, Bath, hasn't he? Yes. So you've got Jones and his his mate. What's his name? Defence coach. Um, Mitchell. Mitchell. Yeah. Uh, Jones, Mitchell, and Semi Borthwick. Yes, kind of. Although everyone's expecting Borthwick to get announced. Leicester to, to Leicester as a Monday. Is there a Monday morning meeting, JB? Oh, tomorrow. Let's find there, out. There should be. There should be. <laughs> right. So, so that's, Bless that, you. That's mainly the news. Uh, Alan Dickens of Northampton's gone to England under twenties coach. Fine. Um, they love handing out that job. 
Feels yeah. like everyone has that job at some point. <laughs> Wasn't it like a rotation it, job for a while? It I was. Because yeah. yeah. uh, yeah. Ali Heifer got did it for a bit. There's I, another lad I think Sam Vesti might have had a little bit of a time. Yeah, yeah there's somebody involved. else who did it as well. I think that's actually probably the best way to do it. To have it on a rotational yeah. level. Martin Hogg had it for a while. Martin Hogg is the one I was thinking of, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so, I could yeah. do rotational. I, uh, I, do, I do like having someone in there for a few years so you can build structures rather than just kind of rebuild everything every time. But what's the point? I mean, they're playing every two years. Do you know what I mean? Like, so they've got like a walk up every two years. Almost everyone gets an England under-20s cap. If I mean, have you seen the size of the squads? The matchday squads? Why they're they... enormous. Are they? Yeah. They're, like, they're, 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 big, they're much bigger than, than the normal squads. Okay. So like, they have loads of kids come in. They have loads of kids go out. I don't, I'm not even sure they could build a structure even if they wanted to because you don't have them for a long enough period of time. I'm, I'm more thinking not necessarily... It, it's a blueprint that can set up... No, so um, yeah. So so it would be easier to transition to the next level potentially because you've seen lads like like the Curry Boys, um, and Itoji, um, who did Itoji ever play in, in England twenties? I think he captained England yeah, twenties to a World Cup win. I think there yeah. You so you, you've seen people who've gone within the space of twelve months from. Uh, it's so weird when. Um, you know, Ben Curry is still eligible for under twenties last year. <laughs> yeah. Or uh, Harry what's his face? Harry Malander. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh so we've had a bunch of questions and stuff um sent in and uh, there's a few people that have picked up on another podcast which uh, you know, I like I like talking about them in positive oh, terms. Oh and I didn't really like mentioning this. In fact, no, I'm not gonna mention it. Why? I'm not, I'm not gonna mention it. Oh yeah, do you wanna mention it? I don't really. It's what is one man probably what he wants, probably what he wanted with his contrarian. No, I think we should oh, contrarian yeah, rant yeah, was podcast. for everyone to talk about. It, I, so let's not talk about it. Do you know what? I think we should mention it quickly because um, this is the first time ever, and you know, this is actually a compliment. I mean, um, people who do not listen to rugby listened to that podcast. Yeah, for the rants. So one one of our friends yeah. messaged us, Harry. Genuinely, I think the last time he listened to a rugby podcast was in Madrid at the live show. <laughs> he doesn't listen to rugby podcast, but he'd seen a load of stuff kicking off of, on it on Twitter and thought he'd stick it on. This is it. It's just a show. Do you know, it's, it's, this, <laughs> this is the, it's, it's the perfect crystallization of a rant I had at the end of last week's podcast, where I said, "Stop sharing terrible articles saying this yeah. is a terrible yeah. article," because yeah. all you're actually doing is saying. Read this terrible article and give it the clicks and the advertising it, revenue. It was just a very. Do you know what? It's very. I thought it was very sad actually, because for all of the nonsense uh, that Stephen Jones engages in, I do have a tremendous amount of respect for him because he went to every World Cup. I mean, ultimately, no matter how how deranged the man is, <laughs> you know, he's he's putting his hours. So to hear him just have this utter breakdown. I mean, it shouldn't be named the Rock. It should be named the Breakdown. Um, <laughs> Like it, it was awful, quite frankly, and people are listening to that and thinking this guy can't be serious. Or if he is, he's actually start. You know, do you think uh, at any point in the past people have listened to our podcast? <laughs> do you know what? I actually, <laughs> I actually listen to that and go, "Oh my god, I sound like that." I actually sound like that. So I'm going to go easy on him, but I don't think it was it was good. I think it's discredited a lot of. You know, it, it, I don't know. It, it just what it wasn't nice to listen to because it sounded like a man losing his faculties. Quite quite, quite frankly, it was it was close to it at yeah. times. Yeah. On a more positive note, do you know what I want to do? I just want looking ahead, turning our attention to the actual rugby this weekend. I just yes. want to give some props to London Irish, who I think we've actually neglected 
so far this season. Well, they need props. Uh, uh, they had all sent off. I think you're you're right. You're absolutely right. And I thought I gave them little chance going into this. Yeah, Bristol are a very good team. They're second in the league still after this result. Um, they have got a very very unique style of playing in the Premiership. They've got a good attendance. They've got a good home crowd, and they're playing some bloody good rugby. And London Irish to go there and to play the whole of the second half a man down and get that result is a superb performance. It really is. So fair play, London Irish. Yeah, and I think I'm just generally saying apologies for not having lingered more on your performances so far because I think like a lot of people, we were kind of thinking, well, they're going to be in we're a real, they're dead. going to be in a real scrap in a dogfight. They'll be lucky to escape this. So and there could be a couple of teams finishing below them the way they're going. They, yeah. They're they're a tough tough nuts. Yes, to crack London Irish. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I didn't think they could stitch together all his talent. I didn't think that. No, I didn't think that would happen. It seemed like it was, it's breaking the rules of logic, isn't it? Yeah, uh, it's just jettisoning a load of big names and mind you, the coach that they've got in um, kidney and kiss. Yeah, uh, well, both of them actually. Yeah, and they've been around a lot. I mean, kidney in particular is very very astute. So you know, maybe, maybe yeah. you know. Maybe they can do it. And Kiss did some very good things at Ulster before the last kind of yeah. 12, 18 months of him where things just seemed to slip through his grasp. But no, it, fair play. And massively Irish. important for them that they're in that new Brentford Stadium in the Gallagher Premiership next season. Next so season, yeah. They've, they've got off to a really good start. It's a World Cup year. They're in the Challenge Cup, which means they can just take the next couple of weeks very easy and yep, all, all focus on, that, on those Christmas games. Yes, definitely. Uh, but let's ju- let, let's let's get there to the other end of the table. And I mean, I genuinely thought only a couple of weeks ago that it was going to be touch and go whether Saracens would escape relegation. I, hear me now, believe me later. Put it on the board. These boys are finishing fourth. Fourth. They're finishing fourth. Let's get it on the whiteboard. Put it on the board. We'll it. Yeah, we'll do it later. <laughs> it's, it's up there. It's on top. On top. Yeah, it's on top. R- write it. Do you want me to write it? Yeah, you, go go on. you carry on talking. I'll write it. <laughs> Saracens finish fourth. Wow, so I, I am, I am now dis- disappointingly <laughs> confident that Saracens are going to stay up, partly because of how well they're they're playing, and partly because of how badly other teams are playing. Well, so this is the year of the paper tiger, right? Because yeah, let, let's think of the teams. We've got Exeter, awesome. We've got Northampton, who are playing brilliant rugby. Yeah, and everybody else is frail. So they'll be beating each other. Yeah, yeah. So the stand. So perversely, it's going to go with something in terms of relegation because the the bottom team will get a higher score. Yeah, than but ever before. I reckon it's going to be one of the lowest points tallies to get into the top four. You're probably right. There might only be about 15 points between five relegation yeah. and exactly. So five games have gone. Top, top six, and yeah. I think Sale are top of the group have only won two games. Correct, so, yeah. Yeah, so it's the unbeaten team who are... I can't remember who... Uh, who so one yeah, team's unbeaten. No, no, no one's Sale unbeaten. Oh, is that right? Sale of fifth having won two games out of five. Yes. Correct. That's Correct. Yeah. Yes. That is nuts. So watch out, because Saracens are coming, and they're going to beat everyone. Everyone is going to go down hard to Saracens. Yeah, I think that's right. Saracens will win most of their games from here on in. <laughs> yeah. Because I, they'll, because they'll lose a f- they will lose a few just before and during the Six Nations. So there's a, Although, okay. apart from that, they'll win most of the games. Now, l- let me argue the other the other side of the coin on this. Okay, 
Something which worried me. So I don't think Bath are very good. I think they're sort of muscular. I'm not even sure they know who, who their coach is, frankly. They're but, decent at home. And, and they've got, yeah, but, yeah, I mean, everyone's sort of decent at home. You know, you know, that, okay, point I want to make is Bath are okay-ish. It's a bad. Um, but they really put in a shift. I don't think Bath could have played any better or been any more up for it on Friday night. I think this is what Saracen's going to see every week. Every week Saracen's come, everyone's going to want to give him an absolute spanking. Yep. Nigel Ray's not going to be invited. I mean, that was pathetic, but, but, by the way. If, if teams aren't letting Nigel Ray in or not giving him a yeah, welcome, that's absolutely pathetic. Yeah, so early last week there was an, there was an article that said clubs are not letting Nigel Ray go to away games. Or that not, he's not welcome. He's not welcome, yeah. that's what they said. And then, But then the way it was put closer to the game was Nigel Ray doesn't, doesn't feel able to come or doesn't want to come has decided not to come so I don't know if it's off his own volition but if there is any Mott McCall said it was very disappointing yeah well I think it is really poor form it is and I've got to say when I said as much uh, on Twitter and said we're better than this rugby whatever you think like stand there and scowl at him fine have have a joke at at his expense when he's there But, but but extend an invite and be civil and I was actually really disappointed with and I was surprised as well with the number of people who disagreed with that sentiment. I thought that was a given for yeah, rugby, I, I but mean, I don't know if yeah. it is. Uh, yeah, I, well, just, you know, he's given far more than he's far more than he's taken away. He's invested. Uh, yes, irrelevant. That's irrelevant. Yes, even, if, even if he was a scumbag, which he's not, he, he's clearly you know, not. Clearly he's, not. He's clearly overstepped the mark in a big way and is paying a severe punishment. Yeah. But but to not. Be the biggest, civil. Yeah. It's the bi- like it's like someone who punches you in a game. You still shake their hand at full time. Same difference. Yeah. The, the yeah, biggest like danger is he walks away. You don't want men like that walking away from, uh, uh, from rugby. So yeah, I, I share all all of your sentiments on, on, on that, Tim. Did um, you hear? Did you hear Billy and Owen talking after the game? Yes. Yeah. I mean, again, if you had any doubt that, that these guys are rolling their sleeves up and. Oh yeah, really digging in. That's what you wanted, isn't it? To galvanise Saracens. Yeah. That's that's what they needed. It's like the Maginot the Maginot line. Um, <laughs> well, they're, they're advancing rather than so, digging in. These are the two problems I see them having. One, everyone's up for it now. Everyone wants to beat Saracens. Teach them a lesson. Yeah, yeah, yada yada yada. Number two is they only have a handful of selection games every year, and so they call it the selection game where they pick their strongest fifteen. Other than that, it's fairly fluid. People come in, people come yep. out. You know, it, it, it's. Um, I think Exeter it's a big, might, might yeah. be one of those yes. selection games. Is, is that Christmas? Is there a Christmas? It, it Merry Christmas, Exeter lads. Christmas Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I just wonder, will that affect their mentality if they're picking the stronger side every week rather than rotating like they like they usually do, taking risks with younger players or you know being able to rest a Mario or what what not? Twenty ninth of December. Oh yeah. Uh, Sunday twenty ninth of December oh. at Sandy Park. Uh, oh no, it's not the one I'm working. Damn it. But that's fine. That that's will be a good, <laughs> a game. good game to be at. Wow. Yeah, so what's it? No, yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, so one of the reasons they can have these selection games is because they don't have to put their full their full 15 out every week. I wonder if they'd start doing that every week, whether that starts to degrade, you start to pick up a few injuries, your starting 15 doesn't look like you're starting fi- 15 anymore. I just worry, yeah, that they could get worn, worn down a bit. I suppose the one little caveat we should put in, in, in amongst all of this is that they, uh, the in an unprecedented move, PRL or I don't know if it's RFU or whoever has asked for Saracens to open their books mid-season. So they can have a good, uh, no, they've, they've offered I'm, it, haven't they? I don't know. I thought they offered to give their books mid-season. I don't know. I, it's happening. But, I mean, if they, it, it was would, on the books anyway, so what difference does that make? Yeah, it would make sense. <laughs> so I have got 
because if they were found to be over this season, <laughs> before the end of the season, there would be potential for a further points deduction Ooh. this season. Yeah, we don't need that. So I've got <laughs> a couple of fixes for the for, for the salary cap. Number one, players are equally as culpable as um, as the club. So what you do is you sign a statement of what you think the club has given you. You hand in that statement. If it, if it is found that you have more than what is put on your statement, like a tax return to to RPL, RPL, PRL, PRL, yeah, um, then you too are fined. Just just like you've been just like you've been doping. So if you want to go and get professional advice, you can get professional advice off an agent. They can do your statement for you. Here we go. It's, yeah. it's JB's way in as, <laughs> yeah. a, as an IFA. And, you find a new little business yeah. for yourself. And <laughs> I'll sign that off. If you get caught, you get your license then revoked from being a player agent. So you got and also if you are within ten percent of the cap, you have to declare it yourself to. Uh, Premier Rugby, and then your books are open for all the other teams for the rest of the year. If you're within ten percent or five percent, you're like a red zone. That's yeah, what I think. I, I'm not sure on the making players culpable. Why? I mean, yeah, more information, but we should just have trust in the clubs. No, any, they're, empl- they're employees. Okay, yeah. they're employees paying their national insurance. But they're not. I mean, tax. like you know, like so. Say if they are getting some flights, please just declare it. If you are getting some, if you're getting a house, just just put it on your thing. As long as you declare it, you're you're in the clear. All you need to do is declare it. Yeah, it just seems like you're creating more admin, delicious admin. Yeah. Well, <laughs> let's link on to this one then, because Matthew Hussey's tweet to at Rugby Podcast, he says, um, "I would like a full exposition, boys, oh God. on how Saracens is slithering will chase down the effing useless Hufflepuffs that are my beloved Tigers." <laughs> I think they're trying, but they simply are not working as hard as every other team. They don't know what they're doing, is what it comes down to, I'm afraid. It, it, it's it, not a lack of effort. I mean, from, well, from they're mindless. They're, they're just completely mindless. Yeah, it's, it's very. I thought this game was really interesting for, for a whole host of reasons. Obviously, it's a big derby, derby match, Northampton hosting Leicester. But when you look at the squads on paper, you would argue that Leicester... Have got the the more impressive squad on paper, or certainly the more impressive first fifteen, given that they had two so, so England props, Cole, fresh back from the World Cup, Young, Argentinian Ford. second row in. Yeah, Lavanini's in there, but Youngs, Ford, Tuolagi, and Johnny May, yeah. and Jonah Holmes, all full fledged internationals in their own right. But they, I mean, Tuolagi was totally, totally anonymous in this game. Well, the, the, the most the. The most times I noticed Tuolagi was when he was missing tackles on Taute and Nairavoro. Yeah, so... Not, ta- not Taute. Taute's on his side. Yeah, uh, sorry, Taute. Um, uh, Proctor. 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 Yeah, so... Uh, the only thing I can suggest, right, is this is like a really bad version of what Wasps used to be, which is throw Danny Cipriani on the field and just hope he runs everything and wins. Um, I don't think George Ford is like a Danny Cipriani. I think you've got a coach in... Jordan Murphy, by all means, you know, looks seems like a good guy, but you know, he's then got uh, Bakewell on one side who wants to do whatever Mark Bakewell wants to do. He's got Mike Ford on on, on the other side, which is a semi precarious position to have Mike Ford on your staff, <laughs> working underneath you, working underneath you for now. For, yes, um, ask Gary Gold. Yes, I mean, yeah, it's not uh, touch and go, and, and you might be touching on something because I mean, I don't know how the inner workings, how, how it goes at Leicester. But I can imagine with the club being in the situation they're in, 
and, the co- and therefore the coaches feeling the pressure they're in. I could imagine people almost taking care of their own business. Yes, make sure we get win, win, win every line out, regardless yeah, yeah. So, of what it means so to the team. If you were Mark, if you were Mark Bakewell, you'd be like, "I've had a great day. If my line out stats look good, yeah, forget about the score because I might keep my job then." And on the Monday morning meeting, when everyone goes, "Oh, what, you know, what's like, what's happened?" And there will be a Monday morning meeting. I'm sure well, the line outs point, were good. Don't forget the line outs. Yeah, were good. Like, I mean, which line, they weren't, by the way. They I, were absolutely they were totally yeah. garbage. Yeah. So it, it probably Mark Bakewell did that for the team. Um, <laughs> <laughs> stacks up. Uh, and do you know what? It's a funny thing about lineouts. People do do that. Like they are more interested in their stats of being, you know, the number one lineout than they are about actually putting balls in the right places. Well, when you're in a position where you feel under pressure and like there could be a, an, you know, can you come for a meeting? We need to have a word sometime. Then, then you entrench back into that. But when when you're in a kind of, it's a much more liberating position to be in when you can really throw your lot in with everyone else yeah. and you know look at Saracens and, and the way you, you you never you would never see you would never imagine or envisage a situation where Alex Anderson is, is going away going oh the defence well, yeah we lost but the defence was brilliant I'm not accusing any Leicester, yeah. Leicester, yeah, yeah, Leicester yeah. coaches of doing this all I'm saying is the pressure that starts to mount will do weird things to the psychology of, yeah. of the people that are trying to come that are already a sort of hodgepodge of people I mean, trying to come together at this point George Ford is there Literally, their only hope. That is, that is it. If George Ford can't win games on his own, forget it. If he gets, he's, he's if gonna he gets hurt, he forget it, it. He managed it last season. Yeah, he, he did. He just won enough last season, pretty much on his own, to yeah. save them. Mm. And it was, it was touch and go then. I don't think George Ford's hanging about. I think George Ford will play out this season, and will look to, uh, will want to move, or he's going to run out his contract. That would be yeah. my best guess. There's not many players given. The way that they're playing and the kind of the funk that there seems to be around the club, I can't imagine many players who will come to the end of their contract and have an offer to stay at Tigers and a commensurate offer from another club, yeah. and think, oh yeah, Tigers. Well, he's in a weird, really weird position, right? So the way that I've sketched sketch this out in my mind is he didn't move from Bath to Leicester not to win trophies. You know, yes. you go to Leicester because you want to win. You want to be one of the world's great players, one of the Premiership's great players, and he is in that sort of category. He, yeah. And club and club really matters because, you know, I think that Johnny Wilkinson's greatest achievement wasn't the World Cup. I think it was his two European Cups. So, long. yeah, it, if you want to be a legend, you've got to win things. So he's gone to Leicester for good money. So someone's either going to have to match his money, which I don't think there's many teams that can afford him, full stop. In the Premiership. And, and, he, and he's got to stay in the Premiership to play for England, exactly. which he wants to play for England. So he's going to have to either have a pay cut... To go to a team which doesn't really need him. Because, I mean, you could go to Saracens if you wanted to play for 100k. Unless he goes to... Yeah. If, if he wants to win things, he's probably going to have to take a pay cut. Yeah. He's, to get a pay rise, he'd have to... Go Worcester or something. Worcester, yeah, yeah. Someone with the, the room in the cap. Yeah, so he's in a... Or re- go to France. So, I have got a plan for him. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. If I'm George Ford, I don't think England are going to be any good for the next couple of years because they're going to go through a transition. Eddie's got to rebuild his coaching squad. There's going to be a World Cup hangover, yada, yada, yada. So does England master at the moment? Not so much. I leave my rugby union contract. I go and play for St. Helens. So you retire from rugby? I retire from rugby. I go straight to St. Helens. He's always wanted to play there. He's at the height of his powers. Just give rugby league one year, maybe even two years. In those two years, you've then got 12 premiership clubs watching you play, reorganising their house, knowing that they can get you back in and they've got time to organise their salary cap to get you in. Mm. Then you've got two years to win your place back for the World Cup. You come back, a returning hero, having won Super League and whatnot and done, done all that stuff, and then boom, 
You're playing for England again, and you're probably the fly half for a very successful Interesting team. Interesting idea. And just to jump across to, and again, focus on that game a little bit more. Uh, if George Ford were out of the picture, at the minute, who would be the English 10 that steps in? Because before the World Cup, we would have said Danny Cipriani. And when you think about the oh, for, the, the, num- the amount of uh, no, ang- anger and frustration directed at Eddie Jones for not picking Danny Cipriani, what has happened? What is yeah. going on? Oh, sorry, just on that. So, so potentially, looking at the Leicester-Northampton game, is James Grayson the next... I think we had, a question, yeah. we had a question on it saying, is James Grayson the third England 10? Well... Just before we jump on, jump on site, in terms of Leicester Tigers, do you know, I can't remember who told me this. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. Do you, they, they might, they might look at, I mean, it might be in the press, but wouldn't, wouldn't Toby Flood be an interesting option just to bridge that gap whilst they get this young lad through? Yeah, if, if they're in the championship, 100%. But, any, but regardless. <laughs> I mean, Toby Flood's better than their second best 10, right? And he's played for Leicester Tigers for, for yeah, a while. He has. And, and by the way, like I forgot to mention this last week. Again, I, I sort of waxed lyrical about um, Andrew Trimble, a lovely bloke, and how good is he? Toby Flood, oh, he's so good. If if he wasn't in Newcastle, I, I guarantee you would see him appearing in more places. Really? I think he's such, a, nat- TV I think he's such a natural like broadcaster type. I think he's really, really good. I know he's a smart bloke and he's got good experience because he went France for Toulouse for for what? He's won things, he's been relegated, he's done the lot. Yeah, he's got more England caps than you think as well. Was he 17 maybe? Uh, I don't don't think it's quite that many. (laughs) 50? I'd, I'd say in that range. He was England starting 50. England 50 caps? No, I'll go for 32. Uh, 60. There you go. I told you it was more what? than more than you would think. Wow! Yeah. From yeah, 2006 to 2014, he yeah. played for England. He oh, was in England in the dark years. Well, like, that, yeah. Well, World Cup uh, final. And, and World Cup final. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So James. Uh, anyway, back to what we were talking about. Yeah, so uh, James so Grayson, is James Grayson England's third best ten at the minute? Uh, Marcus Smith is not playing particularly well. Nope. Um, Sippers is not. Sippers is not playing well. I, I mean, Sippers would get the credit really? based on the past the history. Well, I like player of the season. Last year, last year, yeah. I do wonder if there's more, but more to this sippers thing than meets the eye. Yeah, I don't think it's just a, a temporary dip in form. I think there might be something, some I've, underlying niggle here. So I, I think with sippers, um, he was focusing on the World Cup, and it, it, he's been clear multiple times. Playing for England and the World Cup is his big dream. Mm. He will not play in another World Cup. Yep. So. He, it would be totally understandable for him if his focus moved because he's what thirty two now. He's in his, yeah. Um, if his focus now shifts onto a one big last deal, and that would be France or Japan or wh- wherever it is, it, it might be in the Premiership. But I think it wouldn't surprise he, me if something happened. In my mind, he's not got another Premiership move in him. I just the, it, if what you want is the highest possible salary, he will not get that in the Premiership. No. He, he will get it in France or possibly Japan. Yeah, I'm with you. I think he probably has to move to France yeah. at this point. And, you know, maybe, maybe it's Gloucester that come in for George Ford. And, and possibly... Maybe, maybe it's Gloucester that's going to come in for Johnny May. What was the order that he... <laughs> what, what was the order that he did things in? Was it... He re-signed... Or he took up the, the option of the, of the extra year with Gloucester... And then he was turned down from England, or, or did he? Did he? Did Good he miss question. out on the World Cup and then sign up with Gloucester? Because I think it was the former. I think so he I signed, think up, he signed up, up and then missed out on the World yeah, Cup. Yeah, so he might. He might have. He put all his eggs in the England basket. I don't. Would he have moved when he had the chance last year? 
kind of feel he should have. I suspect, yes. And I think that... If and that is probably playing on his mind. Probably playing on his mind. Because he, he probably had an offer from, I don't know, Toulouse or... Yeah, Ra- like Racing, Lyon, some, any of those... Any of the French clubs that are spending big money, he would have had... I don't know, five hundred, six hundred thousand euros a year. That maybe being even more signed than that. as as the English Premierships player of the player season. Of the, yes, yeah, and Ooh. he will have taken significantly less than that to stay at Gloucester, mm. uh, better than Ooh, what he was previously on at Gloucester, from what I understand. But yeah, if you could go to, I mean, Leon need to fly off actually. Maybe it's Leon. He'll, yes. have, he'll have offers, but I, I yeah. wonder if that is what's playing on his mind. But the, the kind of he's already. I, well, it's speculation here. Yeah. Profe- and he doesn't tell he's a professional. Yeah, it, he is. Like I say, um, very uh, one of my favourite players to watch, but he doesn't seem to last very long in one place for a long time. No. Now, to like take, Jose, to he's take, like Jose Mourinho, isn't he? Yes, <laughs> I think that's <laughs> a few probably, years. Um, to take that conversation, because we got slightly sidetracked, um, we started off t- going to talk about James Grayson. Yeah. Now, James Grayson... I think this was a remarkable performance, partly because he wasn't due to play. He, so Northampton, it was a remarkable. My, performance my fancy they, rugby draft team knows it. Yeah, yep. <laughs> that big, my fly half. Oh, devastating. Um, Northampton, uh, an hour or two before kickoff, lose three seasoned internationals, three of their best players, three of their highest paid players in Owen Franks, Courtney Laws, and Dan Bigger, and you could not tell based on any of the individuals that replaced them. Or their team performance because Northampton were by far the better team. Amazing, isn't it? And they wanted to play every, the rugby. They I mean, want, every, and James Grayson absolutely bossed it. Yeah, every, everyone's talking about Saracens cheating the salary cap. No one's talking about Northampton and using witchcraft or voodoo because <laughs> I, 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 there's no explanation for this. They're not a significantly different team to the one that Jim Allen left. And yet they're amazing. They're playing Chris, amazing rugby. Chris Boyd. I mean, I don't, I'd love to know what he gets up to. Chris yeah. Boyd, Sam Vesti as well. And. Yeah. And I think, you know, contrasting Leicester and Northampton, you're right to point out the actual quality of the players in the squad. But yeah, I think it is. I think it could be as simple as that. When everyone chucks their lot in together, mm. and everyone feels like they're safe, wanted, valued, um, you know, and going to stick around for the foreseeable, then then I think it's just a demonstration, as you see with as we've seen with Exeter Chiefs down the years, that you're. You can be better than the sum of your parts. Yeah. Do you know, the Premiership, because of its makeup, because of the salary cap, because everything's so competitive now, you will see the good teams. I don't mean the good individuals or the good list of names, the good teams rising to the top, which is exactly why you've got the Bristols, Northamptons, Saracens. You're doing Exeter. that thing, you've got the, 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 the Bristols. The Bristols. That's a football cliche, not doing the plurals. You've got your Bristols, your Saracens. <laughs> of course, we don't have Bristols, do we? We have one Bristol. <laughs> <laughs> Idiots. <laughs> um, just just to mention two of the star performers for Northampton City, so other than Grayson. So Nairavoro was unreal. Yeah, you mentioned but, you, you only noticed Tuolangi when he was missing Nairavoro tackles. There is no shame in not tackling yeah. Tangele Nairavoro. True, but the, <laughs> the contrast between so Manu Tuolagi, the 13, well bedded in at Leicester, been there a long time, knows, <laughs> knows certainly George Ford and the men, a lot of the men around him very well. His opposite man, Matt Proctor, first game, first proper game. Ran rings around him. Um, first premiership start, absolutely ran rings around him. Yeah. And it was, th- Proctor is a very, very good player. Chris Boyd knows him well. Um, but it was the way that Grayson and the team and Northampton structures got um, Nairavoro 
and Collins and Furbank and Proctor into space. The way that they pick their... I mean, the How are they doing of, it? The movement of the back lines compared to... Leicester did it. Leicester did it once where in the first half where Taute went through the middle, mm. they did. They had one coherent backs move in an 80-minute game. Yeah, that was that was. Oh, it. and then the last lineup breaks down completely. Yeah, you know, that last try was just—it was heartbreaking. Those sort of tries should not happen. I mean, you can't make mistakes like that. Yeah. In summary, well done, Northampton. Leicester. Yeah, Northampton second best team in the Premier League. Uh, hang on, this is so confusing. You know, Ex- Saracens. Saracens Ex- are the best team. Saracens, in the Saracens Exeter. But we can't talk about them at the top of the table. Yeah, we've got to talk um, about them as if, as if they're Newcastle or someone. Exeter. What an absolute beatdown. Oh my God, it was a they, hiding. They changed yeah. m- nearly all of their team from the European Cup last week. So, yeah. this, so this, you'd think, is not Exeter's strongest team. So I saw... Yeah. It's not, it's their, it's their, yeah. it's their second, second team, choice bar team. a couple of players. But it's yeah. the same as Northampton, isn't it? Like This is kind of what I was saying about their England players. It doesn't really matter that if they have their England players back or not, because they all do the same sort of jobs. Oh, Sam, uh, Sam Hill is running around bossing it, or... Um, uh, yeah, I saw O'Flaherty's first game, or one of his first games, when he played at Harlequins away last year. I thought, this lad's not up to much. Like, not going to, don't think he's going to make it. Bloody brilliant. Yeah, that try he scored. Bloody brilliant. Outrageous. Yeah, it it was outrageous. This was a very, very impressive. Hang on, is Stuart Hogg not playing? No, Dolman played. Dol- Dollars played. Dollars played. Yeah. Ian Witten played instead of Henry Slade. Yeah, or, Stino, um, who's obviously very good, but he's now 35. He's, yeah, he is he, the boss. He, he's though. still, and they he's still very good. Dominated. Yeah, Don Armand was like he, he was from a different planet. <laughs> Don Armand, I've not seen Don Armand play that well for maybe a year or so. He was awesome. Well, I think he would have been. Yeah, but he's one of the players that has a point to prove. Yes, to Rob Baxter and, and well, him you know, and Tom O'Flat here going, oi, big game next week yeah. at Sale in Champions Cup. We want it. We want a slot, please. I mean, yeah. anyway, Don Armand's got you know got it stacked against him just to be the best massives in Barbie in in, in the club. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's a fierce competition. And, and the other team that that really struggling. And are, and are we? Should we call? Should we call it that? The relegated team is going to be Leicester or Wasps. or Wasps. Yeah, possibly London Irish if they have it hit a run of bad form. Possibly, I. Those are my two favourites. I wouldn't like to definitively say because you could see, like someone like London Irish. Um, they did it or last Wasp- time. They did it last time they were up. They yeah. won early in the season. Yeah, and then you can hit fell a, off a cliff. You can hit a wall, which could be um, other teams get their act together better. It could be a string of injuries, but there are teams who are going to go. Yeah. Th- other teams are going to go through bad. But what do we have? We have like two weeks of Europe. Yeah. Then we have uh, a couple of weeks of Premiership. Two weeks Prem. Then we've got two more weeks of Europe. Yeah, because we've got the six games to get in by January. Yeah, and then we're near enough Six Nations. Six Nations. So Leicester lose all their players again. Yeah, pretty much. Well, they'll they'll well they will lose George Ford, which is the, the most their, important. The entire team has gone. Then yeah, I mean gone. Uh, so the way I look at it is, Leicester probably have the better. Play- I mean, they do have the better players. They don't have the financial struggles that Wasps have. They, it's they, the worst year to happen. Yeah. This is the worst year. A World Cup year. But Wasps, yeah. to, in fairness to them, have a more subtle coaching structure. They probably play better rugby, just, but they don't have the top-end talent. So between those two, they're, oh God, they're screwed. They're, they're just screwed. So, <laughs> yeah. Mind you, they are playing all the way through to July. So it's not like... I just, goes. I really hope that... I know Joe Launchbury has re-signed a new deal. Uh-huh. 
it said um, an unconfirmed length of time. So I don't know whether that, well, who knows whether they've... End of the season. He's sure it, it, got a new relegation clause <laughs> yeah, inserted into his yeah. contract. <laughs> but I hope that Dai Young doesn't start getting any stick heading his way. Because do you know what? I, I'm, I'm absolutely certain that Dai Young will have had job offers... There were, he, he was always linked with all kinds of jobs, yeah. even the Welsh job. I bet he was offered the Welsh job. That would be I my mean, prediction. I, I'd hope he wasn't. Uh, really? Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I think he falls into the category of good bloke. I'm not convinced on his coaching, frankly. What? I'm not. Um, yeah, just, yeah, like, I, on, what, on what basis are you saying that? Uh, just like, he, he, conversations. Um, that, so, yeah... He's he's a director of rugby, not a head coach. Okay, I'm yeah. just I'm just saying, um, you know, I, I'm not overly convinced. I think there are far better coaches out there. Well, he he's not a coach. He's a director of rugby. He does coach on, but he's a director for instance, of rugby. For instance, he doesn't coach the line out in the air, but he does coach it on coach it on the ground. He's he's a coach in a way that Gatlin's a coach. Uh, okay, he, he's not he's not he'll stand he'll set up his team of coaches, set the course and, and the direction that they want to go. Make sure everyone's on task, but other people will be out there running around with the boots on, doing the actual work. I mean, he does still scrimmage with players and whatnot. So yeah, K- Kieran you know. Brooks in, his, in Kieran Brooks' kitchen before he signed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I just, I, I really hope that it doesn't come down on, on Di Young because I, I actually think with all the things that are going on, it's easy to forget everything that's going on off the pitch at Wasps. And I, I you know, I, I think a lot of players are still at Wasps because of Di Young. I mean, Joe Joe Launchbury, for example, I bet it's, I bet I bet Dai Young is a massive part of I mean, why he's still like, there. Like, who is there left to go? I mean, thinking about it, I mean, they've lost all their good players uh, outside of Launchbury. I mean, fair play is, I mean, the Sun stayed. Uh, the, the new guys that they've that they've got in are basically New Zealanders. They've got a lot of guys from the Championship. I mean, they do deserve credit in that respect, which is they they have bought. I think they've signed quite well, actually. I thought I think Kibirigi is an awesome signing. And they have signed well for a couple for a couple of years, but it's always a struggle for them. It's always a struggle to hold on to daily and hold on to I, I, I know, think all it, these other players. Yeah, I know. I understand that, but I think it's it's different. Like, like the, the Leicester situation is doesn't have the same context. The Wasps context is there's all this stuff going on off the field. Yeah. There's all these yeah. potential financial issues as the backdrop. They can't then compete and keep hold of uh, these guys. Leicester don't have that situation no they don't and that's kind of so yeah that's basically what i'm saying which is Leicester have the better squad the better top end talent they have none of those issues to compete with but i do think wasps and this kind of does feed into your point i think they're just a more settled team so they've got i, I don't know either of these teams could potentially go on a run yeah and i, I think they will do i think Leicester are more likely to go on a run i think wasps will more likely to pick up you know the odd win here or there i think both will they'll there'll be times this season where you think both these teams have turned the corner and other teams have lost four mm-hmm. on the bounce. I'm, I'm just not certain I want to call it yet. I don't want to be too reactionary. No. Why was Sapoinga on the bench? Why was that? Sapoinga on the bench. Do you know? Uh, was it injury or something? No, I don't, no, I don't think don't, he'd be on the bench if he was injured. Don't think so. No? It's just a strange a strange guy to leave out. Yeah, his, his form has not been incredible, has it, since he came in? No, but they are paying him a lot of money, so he should he should in some they, form play. They are paying him a few quid. Yeah, 
And of course, um, what's his name? Fakatoa. I'm only talking about Fakatoa because he's in my fantasy team. But that guy needs to start playing. He needs to go over <laughs> his hand injury and start playing, though. <laughs> I'd much rather Talisa Vianu got back and started playing. Again, that's got nothing to do God with my fantasy rugby draft team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Um, um, did you... anyone watch Quinn's Gloucester today? Yes. yes, I saw it. I was, you know what, pleasantly surprised by Quinn's. I, 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 I was in equal parts, thought it's great to see Quinn's really dogging it out and also going. That's not that's not very Gloucester-y. Yeah, mm. it's well, it feeds into the conversation we had about Sippers. Sip, sippers, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. It kind of, it's all about him. Yeah, was, was Sippers on the? I can't remember now. Was Sippers on the field when Billy Twelve Trees came on and kicked the goal or missed, or missed the, kick. the kick? I mean, how many times can Gloucester see the same videos of Billy Twelve Trees spanning kicks? He's, he's, been, he's been a ninety percent kicker. Has he really? Yeah. yeah, he was. No. So I looked. So you know, we had this conversation a few weeks ago about his kicking yeah I look back and I think it was two seasons ago he was the second most accurate kicker in the league that is amazing Something, yeah, yeah ni- close to 90% across a full season ac- across so 100 kicks obviously they were at sale and they won that game and they could have easily have lost it and if they had lost it that would have gone down to bit to 12 trees kicking he spanned two of them completely wide when it really mattered and this was a big big loss oh. big, big miss yeah and th- and this one as well. Yeah, um, I I was, I didn't think Quins were amazing, but I was surprised. I was pleasantly surprised for for them um, because of the the steal and the way that they actually closed the game out towards the end, and particularly that last kind of five minutes or so, where they just kept pushing Gloucester back, make them play from their own yep. twenty two. Defence holds, push them back, make them play from the, the 22. I thought that was awesome. The only, I mean, the knock on the Queen's performance today is that uh, they shouldn't have really conceded, well, certainly two, tries two of their tries. Through the centre of the How rock. does that happen? Yeah, that is, I mean, that they, is basic, yeah. isn't it? You, that, that's just never, never. I mean, if it, say the, the Morgan one, yeah, you can concede in the middle through uh, like that. If you're bludgeoning your way through one inch at a time, yeah, okay, sometimes that happens, but it was just too easy. Yeah. But those are also really, really easy fixes. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And it's the kind of thing that um, Gustard, given his previous history um, mm. as a defence coach, he will be furious at that. God. But he will be right. It, it, so that should not happen a single further time yeah. this season. That that should be the easiest fix in the world. Yeah, and if they don't see those tries, it's actually a comfortable win then. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So yeah, they need to yeah, have a few bits and pieces. A few bits and pieces. Sorry, bits and pieces to work on. I thought James Lang did well. Yeah, Lang, Lang looked solid. Um, Campagnaro did some good defensive work. He was, he was man marking Oli Thorley at one stage. Mm. He made like three hits on the bounce um, in a one passage of play. Yeah, I've got a feeling that um, what's his name, the winger Ibatoya. Ibatoya. I think I think he uh, I think he could be a, a future England star. Well, You've got to get him in the game. Well, I'll tell you more. what. Yeah. Um, Toby Jones tweeted us at Rugby Podcast and said some Six Nations bolters. Any suggestions? Ibatoya. Gabriel Ibatoya could be one. I think Thorley yeah. Thor- could be another. For, for me, Alex Dombrant yeah. as the number eight. Dombrant potentially. In, I love how he picks his moments. Dom- Dombrant is quality. Yeah. I loved um, Gustav talking about Dombrant at yeah. the end. I, if I was Dombrant, I'd start to get a little bit annoyed now. It's like, yeah, we get it. That was funny about you know all the drinking and being a student and the diet. Yeah, but can yeah. we move on from it now? I'm a seasoned he's, professional that scores tries. He's still, fun. Got, he's still got a bit of a university rig, though. You saw him spraying the beer in the, in the change rooms afterwards. <laughs> Guys, stop it. Stop it now. 
So th- there's a there's a few. Um, I think James Grayson potentially. Uh, when yeah. you look around at fly half position, he could be a squad mm. member. Yeah. Could someone like uh, I'm thinking the scrum half position? Oh, there's got to be. A, there has to be a change for the scrum half for me. So has but, to be. Like, if, you, if you were looking, trying to ca- look four years in the future, would you be thinking like a Harry Randall type character? Harry Randall's might one I was going to mention. Yeah, potentially the squad. Yeah, Will Cliff. I think uh, <laughs> it's, it's mad that when you look around at the rest of the world. England's scrum half stock is not good. Yeah, and you look at the depth that England have in some positions, like, yeah. say, open side flankers. Yeah, I mean, it's not terrible. I just don't think they get the opportunity. Well, they, you know, you're uh, right, they've not. Yeah, a lot of players... Well... well yeah, so uh, they've, not, they've not had the opportunity in England, but, I mean, well, we've got, we've got three starting South African nines yeah. in the Premiership. That is true. You've got an Australian nine in Nick White. Um, but, you know, you've got those... Karen Young's are... Yeah, you've got Kerr Youngs, but like you've got Simpson playing at Gloucester, who has been electric uh, for for periods and has been so his whole so, career. So signed as a backup to Willie Hines, who is in England. Who is in England? In, yeah, very English actually. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, there's there's some there's some talent out there. I mean, Saracens have got two English uh, English scrum halves. They do. Uh, they've got Harry Randall. You've got the other one. What's his name? Yeah, we uh, could go through a whole list. We could, go, through, we could go through end? every club. There, there are scrum halves out there. I'm just saying the stock's not not that good when you yeah, look, when yeah. you compare it to other nations. I I agree with that. Um, so that would be a position that I would be trying to solve a four year plan on, and maybe someone like Harry Randall is a potential. Yeah. The, the other one, it would be tighted. Yes. And do you jump someone like Aaron Painter into the squad? Aaron Painter's very good. Yeah, very, or, very good. I mean, Will Stewart at Bath. Well, I, yes, I'm he, glad he you mentioned is, him. I've he, seen him play twice this season. He's been and, awesome. And now he's fit. What about um, oh, the Bath Luce head? Abano, Beno Abano. Beno Abano, yeah. yeah. But it's good to have him back fit. So, yes. I mean, it, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, not, a, it's not a bolter anymore. It's not a bolter anymore because he should have been a, a fully-fledged squad member and um, Rory Hutchinson will have to go in Scotland. and Has to play. Fraser Dingwall as well. He's, uh, he's a Scotland... Is, um, he, is he Scottish? I think he's Scottish. So, sounds, sounds Scottish. Sounds very Scottish. Fur, Furbank. Oh, maybe Furbank's Fur, Scottish guy. Maybe they're no, all Scottish. Scottish. I thought Furbank was was English, but I, I think Furbank... How about friend of the pod, Jamal Ford-Robinson for Tighthead? Absolutely. I mean, I can't think of a better better scenario. Jamal Ford-Robinson for president. Yeah, he's all he's already got... I think he's got an England cap. In the England XV game. That's not a cap. Not, no, he went to Argentina. Did he? Did he play? He definitely went to Argentina. I don't know if he played in Argentina. So yeah, George Furbank, uh, he went to Bedford School, born in Huntingdon, uh, in Cambridgeshire. So I, not I, that I Scottish. Really, I really like George Furbank. Yeah, he looks really good, uh, doesn't he? Yeah, he looks class. I mean, they all look pretty good at the moment. Yeah, I they, think I'd look quite, quite good playing play <laughs> Northampton. <laughs> playing 15 for Northampton. <laughs> Tom O'Flaherty as a, as a well, Wales bolter. I think he's got he's, he, he's eligible for Wales and England. So, O'Flaherty, he must be eligible for Ireland yeah, as well. With no, no, like Craig O'Flaherty. Boyle was talking about this today on BT. Well, oh, he was, yeah, no, yeah. he's not. He's not eligible not. for Ireland. <laughs> I want him to be uh, eligible. Apparently he speaks French too. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know if that time. means he's French. It just means he speaks French. <laughs> GCSE French. <laughs> yeah. Did <laughs> um, yeah. uh, you think of some other bolters? Uh, Dingwall went to the same school as um, Hutchinson, and he played for England under twenties. Did Dingwall? Are they all, are they drawing all their players from one private school in the Midlands somewhere Bed- like Uppingham, Bedf- Bedfordshire, uh, Bedford School? Yeah, that sounds about right. <clears throat> the, uh, yeah, the, the priority positions for England, as you identified, Phil Tighthead. Scrum half. Yes. Uh, and <clears throat> a 12. 12 
Because you've got Manu moving in or Farrell moving out or Piers Francis. I do. I would like to see more of Will Stewart. I'm not ready to say he yeah. is ready for England, but I I've really, I've really been impressed with him so far. I agree, agree with that. Yeah, I, I agree with that. But I, I would temper that by saying, how many Bath props have we gone? I really <coughs> want to see him play for England, and their careers have just nosedived. And like Henry Thomas should have been hey, a superstar. When you leave Sale, weird things happen. Henry T- Henry Thomas, Nick Autorak should have been a star. Um, Nathan Cap, Gaskell, look, Tommy like Taylor, he was push on. Yeah, Sippers never made it since uh, after left Sale. Preston, <laughs> uh, yeah, just saying, just saying, all these things happened. <laughs> uh, by the way, what's happened to? Oh no, hang on, I, I can't use that. It's gone the other way. Right? I was going to say Ashton then, but it's gone the other way. Um, <laughs> so yeah, any suggestions on World Cup bolters? Because the squad, when, oh, the, squad, on, when will the, the squad be announced? You missed the other prop. Uh, what's his name? He started for England, which is unbelievable. Now, now we think about it, Dave, Dave, someone. A sale, former sale prop. No, former bath prop. Oh, former. Oh, Davey Wilson. Davey Wilson. Well, he, he, wasn't he? Yeah, he was Newcastle then. Newcastle. No, no, he was. Oh, was he Newcastle then? He was bath. Newcastle first, then, then Bath, then, then, back then, then back to Newcastle. Then back to Newcastle. Yeah. Uh, hooker as well. How get bloody Harry Thacker in there? Come on. <clears throat> I, I, it sounds nice, and I'd like it to happen. But when you lose the World Cup final to South Africa, I just can't see it. Yeah. Well, they had Scout Brits in their squad. Scout Brits is True. a much bigger man than Harry Thacker, right? And if I had to say who's the, who's the hooker, English eligible hooker who's most like Scout Brits. You, the that is, is true. So that I'm is not, very true. So I'm not saying he'd start yeah. above Jamie George you, or whatever, but just, you know. If you had Thacker on you... We should celebrate these unique talents a little bit more rather than... I don't know... Uh, I mean, look, if you had... A, I'm, just, I'm just thinking this through now. If I've got a bench and I put Harry Thacker on it because I want to do something with him, you know, in the last 10 minutes, okay, yeah, you make that... Game make, changer. Make, make that argument. But what if your starting hooker goes down in minute two? Minute four. Like, yeah. Like in the World Cup final and, reverse. you know, court. you've got to deal with the the enormous men that South Africa are bringing on a constant stream well, continually. You, you solve that by just having a tight head lock on the bench and bring him <laughs> straight on. Yeah. You were... <laughs> You also earlier were praising Pat Lamb and yeah, and also saying that you know the Bristol squad is not full of massive talent and Harry Thacker's one of the key cogs in that machine, which is currently second in the Premiership. Hey, let's get Pat Lamb coaching England. You know, if Pat Lamb says that Harry Thacker can play for England, I will not disagree with him. But until that time, I don't. I don't think. I don't think Harry Thacker necessarily fits what Eddie Jones might want. Eddie Jones was also a very small hooker. He was actually. So that, that, yeah, someone told me. I think it was a. I think it was a a Japanese journalist. So, like, um, he believes in smaller players that, that can work hard, that that work hard to to get bigger. Just 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 based on himself. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't want he, to upset he, Harry Thacker. I'll be honest. No, no, he's a he's a stocky little dumper truck. He is absolutely Nick, trademark Nick Mullins. Yeah. <laughs> trademark Nick Mullins. But as much as I don't want to fight him myself, I also don't fancy him stopping. Uh, I'm just trying to think. Malcolm Marks. Yeah. On oh god, Malcolm Marks. He's got to play against Malcolm Marks, isn't he? Yeah. He's got to try and tackle bloody Camille Shat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh god, that guy, that Camille Shat. He was. Did I say it last week? Uh, you I mentioned it. Definitely. I might have oh, mentioned it, oh it off air. That's the one. That's the one rugby player I've stood next to and gone. Oh my. No, no. I've done that a bunch of times. In fact, I did it with the other, the Claremont flanker. What's his face? Oh, Yato. Uh, Yato. I did it with Yato. Like, jeez. But with Camille Shat, oh my god! 
He's an what an unbelievable they, specimen. Toulon had a guy, and I don't know who he is. <laughs> um, yeah, I have no, no idea. It looked sort of like a front row, and it wasn't. It wasn't Bastro. Um, <laughs> and he was in the he's he was in the tunnel at Sale when Sale played them either last year or the year before, or the year before that. I've never seen a bigger man in my <laughs> life. So twice that's happened to me. That guy, I don't know. I still don't, don't know who he is. And the other one who is just unbelievably huge is uh, Jerome Cano. Yeah, he's just so intimidatingly Cano. massive. And being up close to uh, Sunny Bill when we were pitch yes. side, Sunny Bill, the, Manchester Sunny Bill, just the shape on him. Yeah, just the tiny waist. Yeah, oh, giant the, shoulder the shoulder to waist, the to thigh ratio. Uh, crazy. The Dupree boys are very, very, big very boys. big. <laughs> very There's big. Um, Jean-Luc who got a red card for sale uh, yesterday. He dies, he dies. <laughs> a, did you not think, when you look at him, obviously they all look similar, the Dupree boys. Obviously the twins do. But, um, <laughs> funnily enough. The, uh, I just think Jean-Luc looks like a slightly inflated Chris Ashton. They look incredibly yeah, similar. I know He exa- looks I know what you mean. just like Sale's second row. Matt Matt's Pottlethwaite. They all look the same. Oh really? Yeah. And Chris <laughs> Ashton looks a lot like um Dylan Hartley. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. if you get them well, all Chris together. Chris Ashton is like a malnourished Jean Luc Dupree. Whichever <laughs> yeah. way you want to put it. <laughs> same yeah. colouring. Yeah, John Luc Dupree is huge. He is a huge, huge man. Th- you... They could be like think of the position that Sale could be in right now. It's not going to plan for them. Uh... Two wins out of five. Well, yeah. Is but, the and yet they're still I mean, Sale because are, everyone's beating everyone else. Yeah, Sale yeah. are basically the team which you look... You know, they are sort of a standard setter for what does a mid-range good team look, look like. They're, you know, they're, Rubbish. They're, they're spending they the full salary cap this year. They've got. No, they've signed a load of South Africans. They the are going for The reason I say that it. is because they're not as good... This is what I said at the start, start of the pod. They're not as good as a team as those other teams who are actual teams like Saracens and Exeter, you know, the, the process-driven teams. They've still got to get their players working into their systems, and that's not happened yet. So I agree with that. On, on paper... They, sh- they should, should be, be pushing. smashing people. Yeah, they should be top four, and they should be furious if they they don't get top four. The way they're playing, and when, the, the, I, way, when the, I, way, the way the results have gone, they should be second or first. Yeah, but on paper they should yeah, they should paper. be right up there. The way that they're playing, and, and also when I, when I was up in Glasgow, they were yeah. not. They they're not very play like a team. Like you look, yeah, you look at them playing that they played with a lot more cohesion last uh, last year, and probably even more the the year before that. Um, they're just trying to get the lads kind of bought in and the other problem they've got as well is they need to put all these big names into a team without necessarily considering how that affects the team so you know the line out doesn't look so good because they're not uh, not as quick, quick quick off the floor they don't have a true line out specialist outside of Bryn Evans well, and he's 30 something now they've got second row worries haven't they yeah with Lude being out Beaumont being out um John Luke being suspended for right, Nakarawa's on the way. A couple of games. Yeah, I wonder what's going on there. Yeah, um, and then you know you've got those centres. You know, twelve playing thirteen. I'm not sure that's going to work. And a ten playing twelve. Yep. Yeah, not sure that's going right. to work. But they're still in the mix. Hang on, let's talk about something. They'll be fine. They'll be fine. Andy McLeish has tweeted saying, uh, and, and he's mentioned this. Did you see Edinburgh lifting up the goalposts, the padding around the goalposts? Oh yeah. To, to Smart. try and make it harder for Munster to score. Hey, they won though, didn't they? Yeah. I mean, as it happened, Munster went right, I think, and scored a try anyway. But um, that was That's... that was callous as much as anything, because had a Munster player dived in, yeah. 
You've got, you've got a metal post. There's a reason the post protectors are there. Have you ever seen anyone run into it? Oh, James Haskell. Oh, James Haskell. Uh, yeah, yeah, other than James <laughs> Haskell. How's he getting on? I've not seen any... Right, someone told me he's no tre- trending on Twitter, but I just couldn't be bothered to read why. No, me neither. I've not seen a single second of it. No, I don't know either. They tried to neck some beers or something, or neck some drinks or something, which he lost that challenge, and the outrage was something to do with he was later seen necking something else really easily. No, he, 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 I saw that again. He drank his own really quickly, and someone else, he was doing it on behalf of someone else who couldn't do it for medical reasons, and he did it really slowly and lost. Oh, is that what he did? So they were saying he deliberately lost, but I don't know. Who cares? Match, so like, no, it's not Levine. What's it called? Jungle. Jungle. Yeah, yes, I'm a celebrity. Yeah, I'm a celebrity. That's it. Yeah. Uh, yeah but, uh, anyway, best of luck to James. I'm sure we'll be fine. Yeah. Good luck. Um. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Anything else on this week's games? Ulster had a good win. They did. Well, absolutely. I mean, it was a bit like what? Welsh regions are dreadful. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's talk about how bad Welsh and, regions and are. And now please. Ospreys let their head coach go. <laughs> didn't mention anything on yeah. their on their chat own own communication channels on the subject for three days. <laughs> it just how bad does that look? <laughs> this is this is the, the the Welsh representatives in the Champions Cup for the next four rounds. Uh, anyway, and it just it lo- it looks tin pot, and the performances in the pro, in the Pro Fourteen. Sorry, it doesn't look tin pot, Tim. It is Tim. It is Tim Pot. It is, is Tim Pot. That, that specific point is Tim Pot. Yeah. Uh, look, um, Welsh rugby is jobs for the boys. You don't get true professionals in there. I think that's why a Welsh team has to be coached by New Zealanders because they've got to find someone who is outside of the you know the little snake pit, which is South Wales. Get you know, and they've got to be sort of completely independent because there's so much politics going, going on there. As far as I, as far as I know, I think the Scarlets are funded to a much higher rate than everyone else. Um, it, it's just a mess. The whole thing's a mess. Uh, actually, actually, I will just roll back a bit. I, I think Cardiff Blues are doing better than, you know, cer- cer- certainly than the Ospreys. They seem to be spending their money more wisely. That was an impressive result from Cardiff Blues this weekend to go to your beloved Benetton and win, given <sighs> that half of their team was playing for Wales. Yeah. Uh, but by the way, that, what that is is a, I didn't even mention. We haven't even mentioned the Wales Barbarians game. I didn't watch I've, it. I've not actually watched. You don't need to really mention it. I, I mean, I, I saw I bits just, of it. Yeah, I can't see. I can't. I, but, I know why they've done it, 
because it's I hate revenue. It. I hate it so much, right? Because it is a professional sport, which is meant to mean something. This was just some sort of massive 80,000-person circle jerk with uh, you know, goodbye to Warren Gatland and having Nigel Owens ref where... I don't care. <laughs> I do not care one bit about any of that nonsense. Go and play competitive rugby. That's all it's about. I, I, have, I probably wouldn't phrase it exactly the same, but... I just could not get excited for that game. No. Could not get excited. And why are we risking these players in this stupid game? And every three minutes it's panning over to Warren Gatlin. Warren Gatlin, yeah, of course he's there. He's the coach well, of the Barbarians. I refer, you back to the, I refer you back to the tin pot regions, yeah. uh, which I yeah. just mentioned. That's why. Ugh. Yeah. It all relates. Yeah, how, do they, how do they assemble a Barbarians team so quickly? They, I mean, they played th- three games, haven't they? They, they played Fiji at Twickenham. Did they go to Brazil? They went to Brazil. And then came back. Fair, fair play. I bet I, that was good fun. Yeah. Any volunteers for a month-long bender after <laughs> the World Cup? Yes, please. Yes, please. Uh, <laughs> Rory, Beth, I'm, I'm retiring forever now, um, apart from maybe Bristol. But I'm retiring forever. <laughs> Would I like to have a oh my one God. final do I, bender? Do I have to say goodbye to Rory Best again? I mean, I've said goodbye <laughs> to Rory Bloody Best so many times. There, there are also, who are we talking about? Uh, <laughs> when someone ran out... Um, oh, when... When Munster hosted Racing, Simon Zebo led the team out. I chatted to Simon Zebo after the game. All all of the focus was on Simon Zebo, and there was Donica Ryan, who was also who was also there. By the way, Donica Ryan, you would argue, is probably the more valuable of the two players. I mean, he sets he really sets a tone like physically for, yeah. for Racing. Yes, he but, is. Quality. I guess my point is because I'm sure there was other people in that in that game yesterday who. They were focused on, but again, yeah, Rory Best. I mean, he's earned, he's earned that, you know. Yes. Look at the number of caps he's racked. Oh, up. did you see the Gavin Henson tweet? Which one? No. Someone said something like, um, "Humble as ever," and then Gavin Henson tweeted about Rory Best. He said, "Humble." Um, I think it's humble question mark, and then laughy face, laughy face, laughy face. Really? That was it. No, no explanation. <laughs> Good old Gav. Interesting. And from his genuine account. Yeah, yeah, from the actual Gavin Henson account. Not <laughs> Blue Tick. <laughs> yeah, Blue Tick Gavin Henson said, said, said that. Not Super Gav. Gav, do a podcast, mate. <laughs> He's got stuff to say, hasn't he? Yeah, do it. Do it, I'd listen. Uh, no, I've got nothing else to say, Phil. Shall we get on to next week's fixtures? Yes. It Can feels weird having one week of Prem, then back to... I can't really get into... Yeah, I'm not really into Europe that much at the moment. Oh, I, it's interesting now. Yeah. Ra- rounds three and four, this is... This is where it gets interesting. But the problem is you've also got some potential dead rubbers already. Yeah. Because um, that, that is the trade-off. Early on, every game matters. Um, later on, half the games are irrelevant. Yeah, or, or maybe a third of the games are irrelevant, but by round four, yeah. half, ha- definitely half the games yeah, are Yeah, rounds four and five. Um, so, Friday night... Um, I'm at this one. Which, it's a shame that Bath results have gone the way that Bath results have gone so far, because yeah. Bath host the Titans of Claremont. With no hope. Which is going to be a beatdown, I think. Yeah, I don't think Bath's semi-competent power game is going to work too well against Claremont. Uh, no. How do you think that that'll go? Badly. Very badly. badly. I mean, they might uh, again. get some useful learning out of the game. Yeah. Maybe they'll go and find a, find a, find a head coach. Maybe. Who knows? Um... There again, we did say that uh, Ulster were going to get a beat down from Claremont, and they won. True, true. So you Ulster, never know. Ulster two from two. Um, interestingly, I don't know if either of you saw the Will Addison hit in that game that got looked at, 
and the ref decided to do nothing, even though to me it looked like a no arms tackle. Will Addison making no arms tackle? Yeah, don't believe you do that. And well, Will Addison, even though they looked at it in the game and said no, nothing, it was cited and reviewed, and he's got a four match ban because what? of it. And it, it, it I, I think four. Four matches, no way. Four, four matches, it does seem a no bit harsh, way. but I, I thought it was. A, I was shocked at the time that nothing was done of it. Well, yeah, fine, fine. Anyway, Whatever. fine. There are there are situations where accidents happen, and that was one of those where Will Addison was running across. The player stepped off his right foot, so and Will Addison had a weak arm and yeah, kind and of Will Addison. I think he was trying to I pull think, out. If anything, yeah, I don't think. I don't think it was intentional, definitely. And Will Addison was accelerating into it and then didn't realise how close he was, so it was... It... I understand why it's happening, yeah. I, I and I, I want players to be as safe as they can. <laughs> I just wish red cards were for... Were for really egregious stuff. Egregious foul play or deliberate foul play, not accidents. Because I just think that Will Addison was, was playing in good faith got stepped and got done and well fine whatever four mm. matches seems harsh yeah so Ulster so yeah. pool three Bath are going to lose to Claremont yes and then the other game in pool three Ulster host Harlequins which even without Will Addison yeah. hopefully Ulster will win that jump into pool one yeah. so at one o'clock we've got Leon versus Benetton <laughs> <laughs> two great teams. Oh, two of my favorite. Two of my they favorite are teams. Two, they are genuinely two of your favorite um, teams. Um, let's move on, though, eh? I would say Leon to get their first win. Yeah. Where are they? In At Leon. Home. In Leon. I mean, you would. I don't know is the answer. Uh, Leon to get their first. Yeah, win. but Benetton yeah, are good. Benetton are no, good. No, no, no. Leon will put their best team out at home. Yeah. And then they'll send a load of reserves to the away concussion game boys. Before, yeah. But concussion boys. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, and then they'll focus on the the top fourteen game. Following week, uh, so yeah. Leon well, I don't win. know. I mean, if they get back-to-back wins, Leon will win. Can they? Can they do anything? No, no, no. no. Well, got, you, you, you get could group with no, four wins. No, you could. No. It is possible. Not gonna it's, gonna, it's not going to happen. They're not going to win four games. They're not going to go to Leinster and win. So yeah, no. Yeah, they've got to host Northampton and go to Leinster, which they're not going to do. No, no. They could win the next three, I guess. No. They're not going. They're, <laughs> yeah. they're not going through. Um, but they'll win in that pool. Also, we've got Northampton hosting Leinster. Here we go. Now we get to see. How good England's current top team are? Yes. Um, okay, so what do I think about this? I think Leinster will will muller them up front. Uh, Northampton have had an issue with their scrum, which didn't yeah. rear its head against. Well, to be fair, didn't rear its head against Leicester. Yeah, it's a big step forward given how good Leicester are on paper, at least there. Yeah, and if if Frank's, I know he dropped out last minute, but if he's fit, you'd hope he would. Uh, yeah, and sort Law, out the Law's back in. Yeah. Bigger back in. And they are at home or away? It's, it's in Northampton, Franklin's Gardens. Give me Northampton then. Wow. Give me, give me Leinster. Give me Leinster. Um, then on to Pool 2. So we've got on the Saturday. Phil, apparently, according to Facebook, you use your laptop like, a, um, like an old man. Is this chair? Yeah, you look 28 <laughs> and you use your laptop like an old man. So. Do you know something it's else how... that's been pointed out lately? Which that, Phil? I think I think Phil does the most. Now, the, the, Phil does many things the most. Uh, lift weights, mm-hmm. make sense, speak with reason and <laughs> backed up with facts. 
But I think one thing has been point, one thing has been pointed out lately that I think you also do, but we all are guilty of. You say the word interesting. I'd say interesting it, a lot. It's a way to it's, deflect it, what I'm saying. Yeah. And normally, <laughs> the problem is, when me and Phil are just together, right, I always think Phil's agreeing with me. He's not. He's not. He's just making sounds which, sounds which sound like they're agreeing with me. So then when I get into an argument later, I go, hang on. Phil, you agree with me, right? He goes, no, 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 no. Like, I never said that. I just said interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. That's, yeah, that's all he does. It's very <laughs> clever. I, I reckon he's picked up some tips off of his brother because that sounds like a very politician type thing to do uh, i'm not going to confirm or deny anything exactly <laughs> as, you, as you shouldn't um yeah but i do say interesting a lot often so when i dis- disagreed <laughs> with something <laughs> that's interesting <laughs> interesting um right where were we pool two so la rochelle are hosting glasgow warriors so la rochelle who are out of it glasgow are not out of it yet so this will be an interesting one. I thought, <laughs> yeah, I thought it will when be I saw La Rochelle in the flesh and just just watching them, I think they've got some some problems. Actually, yeah. I think Glasgow will beat them. If Glasgow, if Glasgow do win, it's on this this pool. Yeah, Glasgow need it big time. So I'm going to go for Glasgow actually. Yeah, Glasgow. Yeah. Give me Glasgow. Uh, the other game in Pool 2. Saying something to Here we go. Here to we go. go. La, yeah, to go to La Rochelle. You, will you be at uh, the AJ Bell? I won't be this weekend. Oh, I will be. Oh, will, will you? Yeah, that's a shame. How? What, how when is it? Sunday, Sunday, Sunday three, at 3 o'clock. Three, There's no way I can make that game. Damn it. Mm. Damn it! 3.15 kick 3.15, yeah. No, well. Yeah. Coverage on BT Sport from 3pm. Yeah, so... um, Who's going to win, Jay? I can't look past El Shocks at, at, at the AJ Bell. One of the uh, finest rugby destinations in Europe. Certainly, as, as certainly you, in Manchester. Yeah. As you, you were you trying think... to tell to us on, on WhatsApp. Yep. Yeah, as you know, you think you think Heineken Cup rugby, you've got the Marcel Michelin, oh. you've got um, the Stad... Um, oh, what's the, what's the Toulouse de- de- one? The defence defense Stad- arena. Stad Mayol? Stad Mayol. Whatever it is. We know La Defense Arena, the RDS. Yeah. The RDS is my favourite. King, King Span, Park. Park, AJ Bell. The, the wreck is hey, the AJ Bell's place. brilliant. The wreck, yeah. Have you been to the AJ Bell recently? <laughs> so, <laughs> I want to say this. One of the, the best stadium experiences I've had, and it does. you wouldn't have thought it watching it on TV, but I loved the t- the Tesla or Telsa Stadium. What was the one we went to in in Philly? Oh, yeah. Um, oh, the it, one with the bridge on it. Oh, my God, it's so cool. But it, it's, it, it is in the middle of nowhere. Y- yeah, but it's an amazing stadium. Like I've never seen. Like these ships go past it, and they just dwarf the stadium. Like, you yeah. can't believe how big these big, big, big and, things are. And don't mistake what I'm saying, because I would I would love for more people to go and watch top flight rugby in the northwest. Yeah. But I found yeah. that really sad that their their last Champions Cup game they couldn't even get six. I think it was like barely six thousand people. Well, just bear with me. It's right next to the Manchester Ship Canal. If you're into civil engineering and history, that is one of the great <laughs> projects <laughs> of of you know. Modern, modern-ish history, Victorian, Victorian genius at, at its finest. It's a great stadium. There's, a, there's an airfield next to it. They there should, is Boston Aerodrome. They should yeah. uh, they should do some like jet people in, helicopter them in, or whatever. Uh, well, strangely enough, I think that's where the Cell Sharks uh, plane lands. There, there is a Cell Sharks plane. That is not a joke. It's a twin-engine thing. I can't I can't tell you the model, but there is one. Uh, yeah, so I'd go see AJ Bell. It's a great stadium. There um, are there are parallels between the two stadiums. The, the Philadelphia Stadium and 
With Barton Bridge, with the exactly ship the ship canal. Um, they probably end there. The parallels, but yeah, no, I would say if you're in the north north northwest and you're at loose end, go watch Sail Sharks. It is a fantastic ground to visit and a good atmosphere too, and some great rugby. Mm. Uh, great rugby being played by uh, Exeter Chiefs this week. <sighs> well, we'll see. We'll see. Sail if we need a result, a we, won't, we won't play the game. Sail at home have always got a shot. They've got five yeah. to clerk. Yes. Yeah. And AJ McGinty. And Denny. Denny. You know, and they've got a lot of dangerous players. no second and move. Just remember this. Uh, you know, Exeter haven't always had it their own way. Co- yeah, yeah. Co- I, co- I, agree. I yeah. agree. I uh, think this will be very... I, I'm calling this one very close. And mm. I, I could see Sale sneak in this one, but I think Exeter will win by, uh, by a, a single score. I, th- I think Exeter will win this. Yeah. They, mean they looked biz- so good this weekend. It'd be. They mean business in Europe as well. They need, yeah, it's that kit is disgusting. In fact, can we just can we have a moratorium on European kits? They need to go. Yeah, they need to go. Some need to go. Some don't. So I'll give you an example. I think that's less. I think extra chiefs uh, can keep their disgusting kits because it's so disgusting. It would fit in the Pro Fourteen. Harlequin's disgusting. But, that, but that's kit. the point of it, isn't it? I mean, they've they've done so many disgusting kits now that they get. It's like Ospreys. Yeah. It is not disgusting. It's not an Ospreys oh, kit. It's only, only four weeks till we find till, till the launch of the dis- new disgusting kit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So they get to keep this. But you are right in general. I mean, why do we need it yet another shirt? Yeah. I mean, the shirts are fine. If they were I, awesome, I, or like throwbacks, let's say, or they were, I don't know, but they're disgusting. They're all I, I, uniformly disgusting. Not all of them. Sail Sharks European kit last year was gorgeous. The white one. Uh, white one with the thin red piping. Yeah. yeah that was nice. That, oh, was, that was okay. Yeah. Really nice. That and wasn't their European kit, though. That was their change yeah, kit. Well. Sky blue one was I'm their glad European you, kit. I'm glad you asked. So what <laughs> happened, right, is they actually launched a season with like, like that dark blue home kit with like the silver sharky things. Do you remember that thing? Like last year's kit? Yeah, I do. The, yeah. the silver fit. <laughs> the other kit was a um, was an orange kit, right? Like this luminous orange kit. The problem is you couldn't see the, like, the sponsor across the chest. So they binned that, and then they moved their European kit to be... To the change kit. Yeah. Clever. Exactly. Interesting. <laughs> so, uh, okay, so, so what are you saying the result will be, JB? You're saying sale. I am saying sale, yes. Okay. And we're both saying extra. Um, pool four. Yes. Munster host Saracens. Big. 3.15pm Saturday. This is the one you want to be in front of your telly watching. Yeah. This is big. This pool, there's going to be probably, possibly, definitely one, possibly two massive names going out of this pool. Yeah. Because yeah, they're yeah. all going to beat each other. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's Saracens. I've said before, I don't think Saracens will play their strongest team. I think they will in this one. They might in this one, yeah, because they because go. they've got the history as well. Yeah, um, can they do it though? Yes, if they if they play the full strength team, yes, they can. They can they, do they, it. They can do it I'm, if they play the full strength team. Yeah, I have no doubt that they'll be fine. Yeah. So, pending what happens Friday at midday when the teams are announced, I'm going for a home win. Saracens. I'm going for home home win regardless of what team that they pick. So you're going for Munster. Sorry, they're away, aren't they? Oh yeah, no, 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 no. Sorry, I, I'm just, I'm looking at, I'm looking, at the, looking I'm looking at the week? games that I'm working on, and I'm working uh, on the Saracens home game uh, next week. Right. Also, it's in Toman, so there's no. This argument. is So Munster are winning. So what, what am I talking about? Forget it. No one's, be, no one has beaten Munster in Europe in four years at Toman Park. At Toman Park, perfect. Yeah. Saracens will do it. Then. 
Give, oh, so, me, give me Munster. Give me I Munster. picked Saracens, Northampton and Sale. I'm in for a beatdown of, of a week. <laughs> and then the other game in this pool, pool four, is Ospreys hosting Racing 92, which is not going to go now, well. Now, this will be close. <laughs> <laughs> this is not going to be much fun for Ospreys. No. <clears throat> the only question on this is, will it be more or less than what Saracens put on, on, on Ospreys? So uh, 44? 44-3. Yeah. yeah. So I think it'll be less because it's um, it's at Ospreys. Mm. Um, the in the the reverse fixture in two weeks' time will be an absolute beatdown. Hell on earth! What, uh, what do you make of the the new Ospreys? I don't know if it's, I can't remember what person it was saying that there'll be a British league by twenty twenty two. Ian Millwood. Yeah, um, I think he's well. Just no. The answer is no. There will not be a British league. But yeah, by, by them. It doesn't I'd, make any sense. I'd be surprised if there was. I mean, how would that even? First of all, that would mean basically getting get, getting rid of Europe. So that's not going to fly because Europe's a great a great product. Or you get rid of the Premiership. Yeah, no. The answer is no to that. Also, yeah. um, the uh, what would we have? We'd have twelve teams basically from the Celtic nations plus the twelve teams. I mean, that's a lot. Of, that's a lot of mouths to feed too. From one TV deal, from one competition, doesn't make any sense. But if you can, so you'd have to conference it, obviously. Yeah, you'd conference it, and then you could have more derbies, and you could spread the the time so you get more TV, more live televised yeah. games. Now, That's I, how you yeah. package it up. I do I like conferences. So the CBC deal, which is coming through for uh, Pro Twelve, Pro Fourteen, whatever it is, what they will do. Is when they package up the rights, they'll they'll try. I think they'll, I think they'll, they might do the rights together, uh, but they'll do it so you can watch basically more product um, successively. So you're not going to have like mixed kickoff times and all that sort of yeah, nonsense. Yeah, yeah. You want so, clashes. Yeah. So the two leagues will inter will interact a lot better, so you can watch more rugby. But uh, there's not going to be a British league. Yeah, I, I just can't see it. No, I, I really hope not as well. Yeah, because those. The, I, I'm, for all its faults and issues and the fact it affects that relegation has consequences that are unintended and, and the effect it might have on the national game, the, those old rivalries like Bath go into Harlequins or Northampton-Leicester that we saw at the weekend, I never ever want to not have two of those every year. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> Agreed. Yeah. Uh, Bath-Leicester. But all the derbies, the Leicester ones, so Bath-Glosses... Bath a great one. Bath Gloucester's uh, Bath Bristol. Bath big. Bristol. Yeah. yeah, Bath Bristol. Um I don't buy Exeter Bath as a good derby. Saracens Quinns is more from a Quinns perspective, but that's a that's a Yeah, yeah. I mean Saracens aren't even aware that Quinns <laughs> exist most like most of the time. Like, it pops up on their calendar before the but they don't know what's oh, going on at Quinns. Um it's a place to park there, Maserati. If yeah, yeah, yeah. Should, should they need to? R- Richmond. Uh, it, it's somewhere they drive past on the way to England camp. <laughs> Soon you'll have Quinns and London Irish again because London Irish are moving back to their home in West London, right on Quinns. Wasn't it Quinns Wasps which were a bit more? Because aren't Quinns part? Weren't Quinns and Wasps the same club at one point? Uh, yes, I think. Um, I think Quinns. I think Wasps yes, found out the Quinns. They were the same. So Quinns Wasps was a big one, but Quinns Irish was also has got its history because they're both they're both Twickenham Sunbury. Yeah, they're yeah. right there. Uh, well, obviously Irish and Bath because they're the same team that just, you know, you know at different times. London Irish East and London Irish West. Oh, I tell you what we've not uh, spoke, spoke about. Oh, sorry, saw some more we got, games. Um, f- two more games to talk 
quickly fly through. So Gloucester hosts Connacht. Gloucester, Connacht. Connacht. Gloucester. Uh, um, uh, Gloucester, who've not won yet. Um, they are at home, but you think they're going to... Well, they've got Montpellier again at their place. So that yeah. could be a win. They could beat Connacht twice. And then yeah. they've, they've got... Who else? No, Gloucester, uh, Toulouse. Gloucester are Toulouse not going through. Gloucester are not going through, Gloucester and, they, going and through. they will rotate all their players out again. Yeah, Although you're right, they did that, and they still lost this weekend. Yeah, so, that, you might make the argument they look better against Montpellier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They actually, yeah. they played right, with I'm some gonna freedom. Go, I'm, I'm going to go Gloucester at home. They've got issues they need to sort. And Gloucester then the other, the other game, yeah, I'll I'll go for that Gloucester at home. The other game is Toulouse Montpellier, the two French. Giants. No idea. Someone will win that, I guess. Toulouse. There you go. Toulouse at home. And Toulouse are a much more cohesive unit than, than Montpellier. Montpellier are just massive. Yes. Toulouse are actually a very, very good team. Uh, we didn't talk about Toby Booth moving to Harlequins. Harlequins, yeah. A very astute signing, that, I think. Yeah. Not, not a bad appointment. The only issue with it is, I don't think <coughs> it's a good sign when you're appointing coaches mid-season. Coaches should come in at the start of a season. Or, yeah, yeah the end start of the yeah. pre-season. Now, I don't know why Alex <coughs> Hodling has gone, um, but he has. It's just not... Uh, I mean, I, I understand that he, that he had to go for whatever reason, um, and therefore you, you need a forwards coach. But usually these things are best dealt with in, in the off-season. But Toby Booth, hmm. good, good appointment. Good, yeah. yeah. Good to see him back in the game. Yeah, Indeed. absolutely. That's it. Offer. That's everything, isn't it? We're done. It's any, over. Other, any other business? Nope. Oh, um, talk talk H went on the weekend. Oh, it's, uh, <laughs> talk H mini rugby refused to play against Broughton Park. That's unbelievable. Why is that? They said something Broughton about Park a, thugs. Something about a frozen pitch. But unbelievable. They were scared. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be fair, you were probably quite glad, weren't you? Because it's bloody this morning. I was really quite looking forward to watching a bit of rugby today. Mini rugby. Yeah, it's a different. I was actually one. quite looking forward to it. I. Yeah, as long as you're not horribly hungover on the Sunday morning. <laughs> Can I tell you why? Oh, like, I'll be honest. I'll tell you why. Oh, yeah, please. Because do you know what I did instead? <clears throat> Which I what I'd said is I'd said yeah, yeah, yeah I'll come along. Um, but then I went, ah, oh, I've got to do. I, I'll do the. I got to do rugby. I'll take Louis to rugby. I ended up. Oh no! In Alexandria yeah. Park. Uh, Alexandria Park, Wally Wally Range, Wally Range Moss Side Borders. Yeah, so I, I was in South Manchester in a little cafe in the park making a Christmas wreath. Oh, oh that's nice. I made a Christmas wreath, which... Uh, Tell me, Sim, are you still, do you still swear quite a lot on the side of the pitch watching Minnie's uh, rugby? <laughs> <laughs> or have you, have you calmed down a bit? I'm very, very... You're very, you're very emotional. I bite, I bite my lips so much. <laughs> the only time I ever say anything, I, I always clap, just politely clap. Try, try I, I, whether it's ours I, or not. I, I've, I've seen you punching the ground. I'll do one. <laughs> I have, I have, I do occasionally say to other parents, um, both ours and opponents. Do you, do you have to figure that, out? That's, that, that's, that's not rugby. Come on, stop. Stop. Yeah. Do, you, do you have to figure out the other parents as to what level that they play that and what sort of knowledge that you're dealing with? Yeah, I don't... And then sort of, you know... Excuse me, I'm kind of a big deal. I, I'm, I'm, I, I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm talking about. I mean, obviously... Are you, I'm, are you doing any coaching? No, I'd, I'd like to. I, 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 bet, I bet you have an opinion, though. 
I, I bet you like maybe maybe some suggestions for the coaches. No, I think the coaches are doing a great job. I don't. I, I stay. They I just stay take one game at a time. Yeah. I stay. <laughs> I, stay I stay removed. Genuinely, I don't get to that many games because so, I'm working a lot. Yeah, of course. I know of a coach, right? Um, who I've saw, I've met a couple of times. Very, very nice man. I've got to say, very nice man. Uh, but I've been hearing stories about the, the, the stats that that that, that, you, that, that uses, and they're actually brilliant. Uh, the things like if you offload the ball three times on a short side, you score ninety eight percent of the times. Don't know how you know that. If you collect a kickoff, what level is this? It's this isn't a mini rugby coach, is it? No, no. This, this is, is like this is like men's. This is men's rugby. Um, it's been around a bit. Uh, the stats like. Um, if you regather a ball from your own kickoff, if you crossfield kick it, you you will score eighty percent of the time. Just the weirdest stats. <laughs> See, I mean, it. surely you would just have a move that was like blindside three quick offloads <laughs> score. <laughs> There's like no context to it whatsoever. <laughs> uh, yeah, there you go. There's there's, there's some interesting. There's an idea for you, Leicester Tigers. Yep. <laughs> that, that might be the little turning point. Three blindside offloads. Three blindside offloads. Perfect. All in or a row, 98%. Regather your own kickoff. Crossfield. Crossfield kick it. Straight away. Bang. Crossfield kick it. Johnny May goes in at the corner. <laughs> this, this coaching lark's easy. Oh, it is. It is. It is. Yeah. I, I like the layering of those stats. So it's like two, two stats that might be um, recorded separately, but then layering them together. It's, it's, it's very complex stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I've, I've got a list. I've told a list of these stats on Saturday, and as soon as I remember, in fact, I will report back next week when I know more <laughs> of them. I'll, I'll write them all down. Right. Is there anything before we go that you'd like to put on the? Oh, it's good. With today's whiteboard. We've got one thing on it just to recap. Well, I'm going to write down my successes shortly when you leave. No, that's just fine. Have ticks. More, so what did I say? Uh, France to win the next World Cup. <laughs> France to win the Six Nations. <laughs> yeah. Uh, nope. France, France could win the Six Nations. Uh, well, you said it. In 2019. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Saracen's top four is what's going on the whiteboard today. Yeah. And oh, that's a big, that's a big, big ass, that. They're a big, big team, aren't they? Yeah. Um, and Jamal Ford-Robinson as England bolter. Nice. Now, Tim, you can't actually see it from here, but just to the right-hand side of the whiteboard from my angle is the ingredients to make a Negroni. That is correct. Oh, I love I've it. I've got Smith... Uh, Sip Smith Gin, uh, I've got some Campari, and I've got, uh, I can't even say that, but Vermouth. Vermouth, effectively. I Red Vermouth. From our good friends at, at Premium Brands. I've put that on our list from our good friends at Premium Brands, mm. yes. I've got some, uh, I've got a, um, I've got that on our list of Christmas items, because I'm going to make the family have a Negroni. Do you know what? Last year, <laughs> I took a bottle of something to my aunties, and we all had... Negronis, it started off awful, but it really, you know, they really got into it. Yeah, because yeah, after two of them, you're absolutely <laughs> hammered. I had a Negroni last night in uh, in Selfridges, obviously. <laughs> of course. Uh, Where on, else? On Black Friday weekend. On Black Friday. It was bloody brilliant. So anyway, enough You went, did you go for the Black Friday sales? No, I went for Negroni. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> it's got a marble bar. That's fine then. <laughs> yeah. I'll go with that. Good. Right, right. Let's, let's wrap this up. Right, we're at Rugby Podcast. You know where we are. We're all over social media. Have a look at the little video of this, the the new remodelled rugby dungeon with, that looks like a Spitfire. Uh, that's a Seafire, actually. Okay. That looks like a Spitfire. No, that's actually no, that's a... that's a US... Um, no, no. It's a Typhoon. It's a typhoon, Hawk, typhoon, yeah. It's Hawker Typhoon. That, that looks that's, like... That's actually uh, that. Uh, okay, so I'd say, yeah, these are probably my three favorite aircraft. That there's a mosquito, which is 
which is awesome. Just, which is awesome. They were the ones that um, they did loads of the lo- they did loads of the legwork in the Battle of Britain. Uh, no, 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 no. You're thinking of the hurricane. Hurricane. That's so the one. that beast there. Um, <laughs> there is a great book, and it's written by a fella who I want to say he was. He was French, Pierre. Oh, I'll, I'll come back. Yeah, I'll come, <laughs> I'll come back with uh, with a book. But he he escaped France uh, when the Germans invaded. Uh, he then flew those things, which are uh, typhoons and tempests, and went back and reconquered France. And it's called The Big Show. It's a great book. That's a recommendation of a book. A recommendation of a show is after the brilliant Vietnam uh, Ken Burns war documentary on Netflix. Their World War Two series where they've colorized a load of footage and picked out some key battles is awesome as well and is i just it? i just finished watching the battle of britain one where they were the, mm. basically the, the one thing that i got from it was the uh the pilots fighter pilots were lads they were up all, oh. night, up all night drinking getting yeah. getting He's any stealing. any woman they wanted it, because they were like they were the manliest of men so there is um a couple more books that i'll, I'll recommend on, on on this if i can remember them which i can't i'll come back to come back to i'll come back to that in a second but the um Oh, Eric Winkle Brown, which is one he's flown to like four hundred types, so he's like a, a test pilot and just flies everything, which which, which is great. And it's a Battle of Britain one. I can't remember uh, who wrote that one, but in it, all they do is get drunk. They land their plane, <laughs> they go get hammered, they get up in the morning, and they fly all day, and it is brutal. Like the losses that they took, it, it, it you've got to read these books because when you think of the, like the Spitfire, you think, oh, he's you know the best fighter fighter plane in the world, and you know. It was brutal. They were getting shot, uh, uh, shot, shot down at a huge rate. And that aircraft there, the Tempest, uh, there is a story about of a squad of eight going in, and and six six get get shot down almost immediately. Yeah. And it happens over and over again. You need a drink to calm your nerves. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, the, but the amount that they drank, like every night in the pub, interesting. Big takeaway there. Go. That like. is, that oh, is yeah. Actually so it, interesting. So if you like, <laughs> that is genuinely yeah. interesting. Yeah. If you like that that sort of chats, you can find my other podcast, <laughs> pilot episodes with actual real life pilots who fly who, who fly or flew for the RAF. So they are one of your other podcasts. One of, other one podcasts. of many. Yeah. <laughs> one of many. <laughs> uh, right. Thank you very much for listening. Let the boys play. Let the boys play. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. 
Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.